0: Murray and welcome to Big BigFresh, the show that reviews the latest in gaming and entertainment news. In this episode, we'll be talking about the top three indie games that have been making a name for themselves that will release in the upcoming years. As a video game design major myself, I've been paying close attention to the development of these titles, and I'm very excited to talk about them today. If you like this episode and would like to listen to more recordings, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Spotify to stay updated on our latest episodes. With that out of the way, let's get to the games. The first game that we'll be talking about is Mouse, a game about a private detective who battles through a city full of trucks and danger. If this game sounds familiar to some of you regular listeners of this show, it's because I interviewed the CEO of this game's studio in an earlier episode. In that episode... We talked about the development process of Mouse and what we should be expecting out of this game when it releases in 2025. If you would like to hear a more in-detail explanation on this game, you can listen to the full episode on Spotify after this one. Now, Mouse stands apart from other games in this category due to its artistic charm, emulating the rubber hose style era of cartoons from the 1920s. Imagine, if you will, if the cartoon art style of Cuphead met the first-person shooter's playstyle of Doom. That's Mouse in a nutshell, and it looks phenomenal. The faithful animation carries this game as, besides from the environment, you, the enemies, and the items are entirely flat cartoons. Not just 3D models with cel shading to make it look like it was from a cartoon. The gameplay looks great, too. Tying into the cartoon-like vibe of the game, everything you interact with is met with a silly cartoon effect. When you shoot an enemy, you have a chance to explode their head. Health's health items are wedges of cheese and cans of spinach that you can down in one go, and your hand acts as your pistol when you make a finger gun gesture. It's obvious that this game has an amazing and creative team behind it, because of every time I watch the trailer for this game, I find new stuff to gush over. The plot of Mouse is still pretty obscured, as the creator hasn't said anything about the story yet. From what we can see from the trailers, you play as a private detective in the 1930s that is scraping up the city's criminal underbelly as a lone wolf. Besides that, everything you can see is left to interpretation. As for Fumi Games as an indie game studio, they have been developing games for at least four years now still in the process of making Galaxy Taxi their first game that, has, that they have been posting about since 2020. Honestly, I have to give credit where it's due. Mouse is basically an animated art piece of a game, and it should be in the public eye more. Hopefully I've sold you on this game, because I'd really like to see this game fully realized to its potential. As we move away from the old-timey black-and-white style of games... We enter into a colorful hybrid style of 2D and 3D gameplay in The Plucky Squire. In The Plucky Squire, you play as Jot, a squire that has been set on a quest to put an end to the evil sorcerer Humgrump and his attempt to ruin the land of Mojo. With the help of Jot's friends Violet, Thrash, and Pip, Jot sets out on an adventure that takes his journey off the pages from his picture book that he comes from into an unknown land full of loaded blocks, gigantic stuffed animals, and big castles and houses that only have one side to them. When I first watched the trailer last year for this game, my mind was blown away by how amazing everything looked. The different styles between the storybook world and the real world are fantastic in their own rights. The storybook world is where you start off in the game, and it's cool to play through because you can see yourself in the book while you're playing, making it have this air of mystical wonder that only a child gets when they imagine their toys coming to life. The animations in the book are simple and vibrant with color, which is exactly what you would see in a real children's storybook. When you journey into the real world, all of that changes as you become three-dimensional. You have the same colors as you had in the book but you are brightened by the light from an open window and shaded by darkness when you enter a cave made out of building blocks. You can even shift into different drawings, from a design on a mug or folded up pieces of paper that are used as stairs. The creativity from this game is seemingly endless. This game was developed by all possible futures and published by Devolver Digital. I've been a fan of Devolver Digital for years, playing multiple titles from them like my friend Pedro, Carrion, Human Fall Flat, Katana Zero, and more. Looks like I'll put another title to that list. The gameplay also looks fantastic, having an original Legend of Zelda-like playstyle in the book while in the real world playing more like a mix of between Mario Odyssey and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. In either world, the game looks inviting and fun to everyone. To my knowledge, this is the first game that All Possible Futures is putting out into the world, but what a good first impression this game will be in their career. Made by another indie game dev team, it really goes to show how amazing games can come from small teams like this, and that you don't always have to look at AAA studios for good games. They may be in development longer, but they sure are worth it when they release. Hopefully that's the same for the Plucky Squire. This episode of Big Crash is sponsored by Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep is a company that cares for your sleep habits with their specialty custom beds. You take a quiz found on their website saying what sleeping position you usually take, if you roll over a lot, if you snore, etc. Then, once you submit the test, you get your new mattress, go to bed, and get the best night's sleep of your life. Use code BIGCRASH for 20% off your next purchase from Helix Sleep. Now, back to the show. Alright, we're talking about the final game for this episode. This one actually shocked me because it is a sequel to another game that had a huge following a few years ago and won Game of the Year. Everyone, I'm pleased to announce that Hades is coming back in the form of Hades 2 releasing this year. Now, I haven't played Hades yet. I know I'm going to get flamed for that. But I've seen the gameplay for each of these games and I've got to say... I'm mad at myself for not trying it out. I'm already a fan of roguelites, so I'm automatically compelled to play it, but also the look and combat systems are amazing. I've never seen another art style as quite as unique as the one used in Hades. From the character sprites in the game to the dialogue cutscenes where you can talk to the various Greek gods and other beings of myth, I couldn't get enough of the cool character designs that tie into the characters themselves. Take the main character for Hades II, Melanoe, for example. When you look at the art for her character, you can see that Melanoe adorns the crescent moon on her head that symbolizes her relationship with her teacher, Hecate. Also, you can see that she wears a crown similar to Hades' crown, showing us the connection between Melanoe and her father, Hades. The story is still a little clouded for now, but from the dialogue from the trailers, we can see a general storyline. The Titan of Time has broken free from his imprisonment in the Underworld and has taken Hades as his prisoner. When Kronos wages a war against Olympus, Melanoe steps up to the plate and places Agrius and plots to take down Kronos with the help of her teacher Hecate. While on this journey, you can also talk to the other beings and gods that can help you progress with helpful buffs and upgrades. Moros, the embodiment of doom. Apollo, the god of light. And Nemesis, the embodiment of Retribution, are some of the noteworthy names that stuck out to me in the trailer. The gameplay looks very similar to the first game, but I'm sure there are new mechanics to make it feel fresh. When I play this game in my off time, I'll make sure to talk about my experience with it in my next episode. With the first game released in 2020 and winning Game of the Year, let's see if the second game can be a faithful successor. Well, everyone, That will be it for this episode of Big Crash. Hopefully you've enjoyed hearing about the new indie blockbusters coming out in the future and have them on your wish list. You know I do. As always, I will upload every week on Fridays, so follow us on Spotify for updates and new episodes. Next episode, we'll talk about GTA 6 and if it will get another pushback to its release. Have a good night, everyone, and thank you again for tuning in on this week's episode of Big Crash.